0: Bye. Yesterday, my son came home very unsettled I could see it I knew something was wrong Lauren came in jolly happy to be home gave me a hug um, Jason whispered that he needed to talk to me later about something I said okay I told him or reminded him that he had a dentist appointment at four and for whatever the reason, that was enough to just lose whatever thread he was hanging on to. He just broke down, started crying. We sat at the kitchen table. He proceeded to explain to me what had bothered him about the day. He had had a great special, but there was a counselor, I believe, in the room talking to them about their upcoming transition into high school. Jason had a copy of the high school course catalog and had paid a lot of attention to detail when I looked at this book that he showed me. He had gone through and marked the classes that he wanted to take. He understood that there was a progression in high school that was important. He knew that he should look at a path over four years. And there was one class that he had starred with a green marker. I am a marker girl. I'm a marker girl, sticky notes girl, little page tabs girl. My son is not. So for him to get a marker out and star something, is a big deal. When I looked at the class, it made absolute sense. Since he was the teeniest little thing, got his first iPad, one of the apps he requested was coding for kids. He was always attracted to coding and computer science. So the fact that my child was excited about an intro to programming, and as he explained it, while he's very good at coding, and he is, he wanted to start at the beginning and get all of the basics. (laughs) I understand that. After 20 years in corporate America, I am taking a whole suite of project management courses so that I can get brilliant at the basics, right? So I could not be more proud of the fact that his insight and intuition is so keen at this early age on the path that he feels passionate about. I'm glad he has one. Um, We'll talk a little bit about my experience at his age. Uh, a little later, he proceeded to tell me that this counselor told him that those classes basically weren't available to him. That class in particular, that one that he was most excited about, that one that has all of his hopes and dreams filled with possibilities. For high school, excited to be on his way, was not an option for him. He tried to explain her reasoning. He even went to his favorite teacher to advocate on his own behalf to be in that class. This shows the maturity and growth of my child And the fact that he was told that he could not, for whatever the reason, did not sit well with me. I didn't understand what he said, the counselor said. So the first thing I did was to ask him for the book so that I could try to read it and see if there were any clarifying commentary in the book that defined what somebody could slate themselves in or be slated in. But in an issue scan, I couldn't find anything. But I did find a paragraph that talked about the onus of understanding the four years as a map and a selection of courses in that journey being the onus of the student. It is theirs to own. And that beyond that, there is a counselor to aid them and they should consult with parents. And I looked up at my son and I said to him, honey, I will advocate on your behalf. You will be in that class. And my son broke down, sobbing. I got on my knees next to him and I hugged him. And he hugged me back with an urgency that rang in his touch. It's urgent for him, this matter. And thus, it's urgent for me. After I just allowed him to embrace me and meet him, He expressed how very thankful he was that this was really important to him. And I already knew it. I could sense it in the anguish of his initial denial, the slap down of possibility. And nobody will take the unlimited possibility that this life has to offer away from my son It happened to me too often, and I will not let it happen to him. When I was in high school, after a very rocky start to my teenage years, I found myself in private boarding school. My passion was singing. It was my anchor. It was the fuel of my being. So I was everywhere that there was music. I was in all of the choruses. I was in the plays because most of them were musicals. In my senior year, I won a scholarship to learn to sing opera. But it was in my senior year that I had really progressed in my Ability to administer a first soprano. It was a shift that my music teacher made. I was a lower octave soprano when I started the journey and was trained to a first soprano. And I was really thriving in that space, which was grand. And then the school play came, and I was so excited because I wanted the lead role. And the lead role was an alto how excited I was to be in this play, executing a role that I knew I could crush. I was so passionate about it. I remember my music teacher selecting someone else for the role and explaining to me, she sat down with me and explained to me that she couldn't in good conscience allow me to sing that role in alto and confuse the progress that I had made in perfecting my first soprano voice. I remember I was devastated. I remember thinking that right now, in this moment, I'd be exercising two voices. Wouldn't that strengthen me, not weaken me? I was so confused again. And I say again because over the course of my life, I had had so many people attach themselves to my gift. Who was going to reap what benefit from their role in my story? It was very evident at a young age. I remember when I was in middle school, not even middle school, elementary school, I landed a role as the soloist with the orchestra performing at the Bushnell Hall Theater in Hartford. It was the first time that I stood alone in such a big platform with all of these beautiful stringed instruments playing behind me. As I sang Amazing Grace, I remember the crowd went wild and I remember the first time I felt that knowing of greatness and having other people see it in me and random people, the landlord of my mom's house telling me not to forget him. When I made it big, he determined this gift of mine for something that he perceived to be my reality in the future. There were very few people who played a role in my life and my art that weren't in it for some selfish reason. And that moment and that conversation with my music teacher was the height of it. Her choosing to keep me from something that was so perfectly mine in my heart and in my head because she feared. And that's the ultimate magnitude of it. Her fear of me confusing my ability, this gift that was mine, to hinder what she had been helping me to blossom prevented me from being in the way in the role that I wanted to be in. I had seen it play out so many times, I think it was at that point, that there was a real disconnect. I wasn't going to let anybody decide for me anymore what the translation of my gift and my being would be. It truly hurt me to my core, all of these intercepting relations, conforming their ideologies and hopes and desires for me, on me, without respecting me and my choices of how I wanted to exercise my gift. I had nobody to advocate on my behalf, and I certainly did not end up singing for anyone as a profession. I actually remember the day I started smoking, and I think it was a rebel to everyone, and as crazy as it sounds, a protection of me. I was unwilling to share the gift anymore because I was sick of everybody imposing their selves in the execution of my gift. I regret that I wasn't strong enough to lay all of those voices to the side and just find my own, my own voice, my own path, my own truth and executing my gift. I will not let that story repeat itself, not for my children, because they do have me. They have an advocate who understands what it's like to be passionate, early on about something, to be curating the art of one's being rooted in inward desires that need to be born into their brightest brilliance. I saw in my son early his love of coding. And now at this critical juncture, I see the transformation of it before it happens. And nobody will kill that, not on my watch. Not on my watch. So here's the beginning of the story. The beginning of a journey for my baby. And this is when mommy's voice, the advocate of his young journey, shows herself to be in love with her curated art. And the she who will remove any barrier that anybody tries to put it his way. I didn't have it, but he does. Water run deep. Yes, it do. Yes, it do. Oh. Bye-bye.